I have Ravens money line. I like the Ravens a lot. I think the Dolphins stink. Yeah, to uh, turn uh, the ball did over. Did you hear what his response was? Like, he was getting grilled in an interview. And he was like, he was just basically like, my players aren't running. Like, I can't get them the ball where, like, they're running their routes. Like, it was like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I was like, what? Like, dude, <laughs> yeah. that's your job. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of Tua. That's one of the points I agree with with Portnoy on the Barcelona Sports that was, show. I agree, dude. Yeah. Tua is not. Like, Tua is not all what he's cut out. Shout out my boy AJ Cassidy, but he's not, like. Oh, yeah, dude. I forgot he's a Dolphins fan. I like that, right? Because, like, I, we, we needed people. If you're either a Bears fan or a big market teams fan, like, yeah. I was the only Giants fan in DeKalb, right? And I think AJ Cashman was the only Dolphins fan in DeKalb. Why? Do you know why? Did he? I don't know, but he, I, I like it. The Dolphins aren't up. a successful franchise, so if you like them as a team, like, you can just like them. Yeah. They're just not <laughs> successful. Like, if you're a Browns fan, I just respect you. Like I'm like you've been through a lot. Yeah, you've been through a lot of things. I think that comes from your uh, your love for New York sports too, like the Knicks. Dude, it's like just that a grind, Knicks, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. the absolute grind. Like I do respect, like the, when the Cubs did win the World Series. Like it's one of those. It, if their fan base wasn't so god awful, sorry boys. But, uh, like the streak's alive. By the way, I was at the Cubs game yesterday against the Rockies. And the Cubs went up one nothing. The Rockies scored two because of a Charlie Blackman triple in the ninth inning. And uh, <laughs> me and uh, my boy Alex came away with a big one. So, um, yeah. It's beautiful. Go Cubs, go. Gotta take the cap. Gotta tip the cap. We got uh, our, well, your game of the week that I also took. Game of the year! No, game no. of the year, fucking New Orleans Saints. We took that, that money line. We took, I had the over in the uh, Bears-Packers game. It's at 41 and a half. Um, what else? I think I got... I like Denver. The Jags. I like the Jags a lot. Jags are my second biggest play this weekend. And uh, those are my three plays. Uh, I would also say I'm not, I like I have money on the Giants because I'm a homer, but I wouldn't bet them this week at all. I think the Panthers are going to win the game. Um, are they at one. home? Giants are Gi- at home, and they started off as two and a half point favorites, uh, and they're plus one this morning. Okay. I'm like, well, and you know what I took them at? Minus two and a half. Oh, yeah, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Favorites. <laughs> Who's the big dog in the NFC East? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, uh, we can at talk least, about at that. Least, at least you, Fuck. at least you know it early. Unlike yeah, most cowboy seasons where they, there's they, hope. They 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 they, they, they they ring you like a like a slot machine where they get they let you win big early and then they just. Destroy your bank account Dude, towards like, the end. It's like that dirty ex you can't get rid of. <laughs> at, at least, at least it went wrong on the on the first region. Yeah, at least honestly though, at least like all of their problems are on the table. Completely. They're they're just Everything. out there. They're Everything just out there. Like you know, their offense is not going to be that. Wide receiver core is injured. Dax out for eight weeks. Like it's it is what it is. And honestly, Mike McCarthy, I I really think if they go like oh in their next. Four, I think he needs to get the boot. And the, the Cowboys have, like, one of the toughest schedules because they have a first-place schedule. Yeah, they played the fucking Bengals this week, dude. Yeah, you know what's funny? I I have a weird suspicion they cover. The seven, yeah. They cover seven. Away from home and all this shit, I think the Bengals, like I said last week, they didn't... It's not good. Like, they threw five picks. I mean, I get it. Credit... Word that they came back and basically almost won the game, but that's not good. Um, Dude, people forget too. The Bengals got hot at the right time last year. 
They were, you know the, they Bengals, were 10 and 7. the Bengals lost to the Jets too in the, the regular yeah. season last year. Like, yeah. like they really just caught heat at the right time. Which kudos to them. Like that's what you have to do to make the Super Bowl. Most teams do, but they went ten and seven, dude. It's, they weren't that impressive last year. I the play, playoffs, baby. Yeah. Like you just it's a whole different. You just yeah. different animal. I, Bears Packers. <laughs> Bears Packers. I uh, think Bears Packers is a perfect time to introduce Bears our guests. Yeah. Uh, so we got Mike Hart and Jordan Brogan with us. Mike Hart and Jordan Brogan are part of the original uh, Gunflower Gang. Pleasure uh, to be here. A, co- a coveted, a coveted, a coveted society of men. It's uh, <laughs> a good way to word it. <laughs> uh, Fraternity brothers. No, but, uh, you know, Brogan's been one of my best friends since probably about the end of our freshman year. Funny thing is, Brogan and I went to college. Same thing as Eddie, same fraternity and everything. Same pledge uh, class. Same, same pledge class. Mike, same fraternity, same everything. Uh, we didn't know we lived in on the same floor of our dorm for six months. Like, we got in the elevator, New Hall, and I was like, oh, hey, what's up? Uh, hey, what's up? I press three, and like, Brogan just uh, doesn't press anything. Or no, Brogan presses three, and I just don't press anything. And I can't really think much of it. I'm inebriated at this point, to put it that way. <laughs> and um, I get out, and like I'm like, wait, what the fuck? This guy didn't press button. And like I turn right, and he turns left. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You live on my floor? <laughs> uh, and then Mike Hart is a hometown friend of Brogan, who became a day one homie of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, roommates together in my senior year. And... Slings, sling sales. Yeah. <laughs> Professional marketing. Yeah, there. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I'm a man of the game. Man. I've seen some things. But... <laughs> it's the five side connection, dude. It is. Yeah, man. Build like really a relationship with some good buddies. Mm-hmm. Build them connections up. I think one of the coolest stories that you told me is how uh, you were at that first party, that first rush party. We oh went my to. god! Yeah, so. <laughs> Didn't even go to school yet, and uh, was like told to come to this big party, and I'm like, well, you know, why not? I'm at community college, like, gotta go see some experiences. Let's let's go hit this. So I remember pulling up to this pretty shysty looking house. It's like I've never been to the Dirty D before. Yeah. I'm like, all right, you know, let's see, let's see what we're working with. Yeah. Pull up, and it's the White House, infamous uh, for some great parties, which I had no uh, entail or vision even think that that would be what I'd see. Oh, man. Walk through the doors, you know, Great first times. thing I get told is, hey, man, like, you're here, like, you're freshman, trying to rush. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't go to school here, but, like, you know, let's, let's, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> and, uh, that is the best way to put that. <laughs> Dude, it was just, like, one of those things where I was so in shock because I was like, this is what a normal party looks like. And granted, it is NIU. It's not no Big Ten school. No, man, our freshman year was something else. But it, yeah. it was different, dude. And I just remember uh, good old uh, best recruitment guy in the game, uh, Robbie Bucks, coming up to me <laughs> and just pouring, pouring alcohol down my throat. Give it two weeks. And I'm like, <laughs> give it two weeks. It was just, it was one of those things where I met some really cool people, but it wasn't the same experience, though, just because I didn't go there. So I couldn't yeah. really build that, like, straight-up connection right away, but, yeah. dude, just, that party was something <clears throat> different. I remember having my two buddies with me, and 
<laughs> the kid that was uh, currently uh, part of the fraternity at the time comes to me and say, hey, man, your buddy's puking downstairs. I'm like, no, he's not. That kid never pukes, you know? Like, he's a good, he's good. <laughs> Walk downstairs, down the spiral steps, and I just remember seeing a Henny Poppy yelling at some guy in the bathroom downstairs. And just sure enough, my buddy opens up the door and just pukes projectile vomits everywhere and i'm just like oh god <laughs> so he's getting kicked out and i'm like looking at this party i'm like I can't all right wait. we gotta waiver our options here we got some tens looking at me right now and we got my buddy getting kicked out by some guys i don't know we're gonna stay at the party yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, but yeah that was uh my first experience with the school and ever since then i kind of just grew a newfound love for niu Sadly, but also in like the best terms, like yeah, changed me, shaped me, molded me. Met some uh, great people along the line, including uh, Shivanetti, and uh, yeah, getting, got their junior year and tore shit up. So that's, that's where I come in. I agree. I wouldn't have had it any other way. Like yeah. it, uh, there, I you know, we've all gone to visit big schools on weekends, and it's like it's a it's a fantastic time. But like I don't, I just the people I met, I just don't. I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. Go dogs. Dude, I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't have known how I would have graduated if I went to a Big Ten school. I'm not even kidding. I yeah. would have like, been I out of the semester. Dude, like, dude, the amount of drinking these kids do is on another level than even what we were doing, and we were going pretty hard at the time. Like I'm talking Thursday, they have a happy hour. Monday. Drinks after drinks at the bar. Friday, Saturday, third. Like, dude, every day they're going out. It's, it's yeah. A whole different I, I don't know though. I think <clears throat> I think you still find a way to pass. Like you just do. I don't know. You I do know. if that's the environment you're in. But like, it, like I don't know. Just because I was used to the NIU vibe, when I would go there, it'd be like, dude, I don't fucking get it. Like these kids have maybe like an hour of the day they dedicate to studying or whatever they got to do. Like, you have to be super just disciplined when you're at one of those places. I guess. I guess. Dude, but. that shit is definitely survival of the fittest. I mean, there's a bunch of people who go to those Big Ten schools, and they fucking don't make it after the first semester. Yeah. I mean, we've seen a bunch of that at our school, but I mean, that's even at a lower level of fucking yeah. dipshit. <laughs> Some of the smartest kids I went to high school with dropped out within the first year when they went to U of I. Like, smart, really smart kids. Like yeah, and that's AP the thing, kids. too, is the whole social aspect is, like, if you're not going to survive in that, then, like, it's just really hard to grow out of, like, who you are mm-hmm. for, like, coming out of high school. Yeah, for sure. Because some people, like, didn't even go to college. Or, I, like, I swear to God, are still the same high school selves, and I'm like, oh, yeah. you you got to be, if you're not going to college, you got to do a trade, <clears throat> or you just got to be have some ambition and, like, something you're passionate about, so... You can have that internal growth. Or just yeah. Work, yeah, work a ton. Or yeah, work a ton. Work some a people, ton. some people just straight up trade stocks and like, I mean, not I, even, dude. I think if you went and you were like, you worked at a restaurant, you were a server, and you were a server four years that you could have gone to college. Like, <clears throat> yeah, there's sure there could have been better things to do with your time. Yeah. But at the same time, like, there's something to be, and if you're good with your money. There's something to be said about racking up some stacks. Yeah, yeah. Because I think we look back on it now, and it's like, it's, it doesn't really matter. No. You know what I mean? Like, you, you changed your friend circle from high school to college anyway. Like, it, 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 it doesn't, 
like those four years, like they matter, but like I think they matter a lot less. Like the whole expectation of like you gotta go to college is. I mean, oh, that is so overrated. For how much it costs, yeah. man, it's just like not unless you're picking a major that you know is gonna yield returns on that investment. There's no point. Like I like the and the thing is like oh the college experience like you can go make money mm-hmm. for ten hours of the day and then like. Go have fun. <laughs> have a way. Like, how many people experience. did we know that would come to our parties, or we would we would see at bars and stuff that didn't even go to NIU? Kern. Right. <laughs> Shout out Spencer Kern. Spencer Kern. Right. Like, and work work all day, and then you still go out and hang out at night as long as you can. Like, you know, it's easier to build a friend circle in college. Yeah. But like, I don't know. There's something to be said for it. I'm not. I, like I said, I don't regret the path I took, but like. I think there's too much, too much like negative energy on people who don't go to college. Okay, it's just right. generally those I kids don't that. do shit with their lives. It, it, most of the time. That's that's the aspect I kind of pinpoint on. It's not that you don't go to college. It's just you don't do anything. You just do the same routine you've been doing for four years, and then you wake up at 30 years old and you're like, "What have I been doing with my life?" <laughs> that's the thing. My, between my senior year and my freshman year of college, like. My study habits didn't really change. Like it was like the same thing. Dude, they like, got worse. Mine did. I got. Yeah. I, I did. Well, yeah, I wasn't <laughs> drinking four times a week in high school. Yeah. Like I, I was. I, I had to be in school at seven thirty in the morning every day. I could wake up at eleven a.m. and my day could be perfectly normal. <laughs> dude, also you take classes like Cons One Hundred that are just like. Yeah, you take. Yeah, that's just that's, free money. And that's like, why. And that's why. That's why. Like I think a lot of. Like the four year degree thing is a bit of a scam. It's like you're making me take classes that are number one completely useless and number two like effectively high school classes. Yeah. Oh, English one oh one? That's crazy. I can read a book. Yeah, it's yeah. like I'm like, whoa, what happened to like going why did we go backwards two years of high school? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it was like wait, like what the fuck? Like it got progressively harder and now it got easier. And then when it gets easier it's like now you now you don't even care because you're drinking four times a week. Yeah. <laughs> So it gets a little harder, but like, I don't... <laughs> Dude, that was one of the realizations I had when I got to college. It was like, my freshman year, why the fuck was this so easy? Like, all of us pulled three fours, three fives, three six, like... I did. Well, fair, but like, everyone, you had over a three, correct? <laughs> Barely over a three. <laughs> my freshman year was... Oh, like, my freshman year was not... My good. freshman year was, I was like, I, that, that's why I kind of like had a look in the mirror. I was like, whoa, like, you just repeated high school. Is. I, I had like a three, I had a three oh five my fr- first semester. Well, see, that's I failed that the first though. two tests of college that I ever had. I got a forty seven and a fifty five percent on my first two tests of college. Math one ten or what? I yeah. So and like I got an A in math one ten. Yeah. I pulled off. I pulled off. <laughs> I, pulled off I didn't. And, and, uh, but, we had but math one ten. The story of math one ten is just a, the most typical college story ever, right? You have to take a math. You got to book your math one ten test on a Friday at nine thirty or Friday at like eleven thirty, and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna get it out the way, so I'll book it at Friday at nine thirty. <laughs> If you know anything about college, Thursday is a is a big night. And our freshman year, every Thursday was massive. So I go and I'm like, I'm only gonna stay for a couple hours and I'm out till four in the morning and I get back to my dorm, I wake up, my head feels like a bowling ball. Like terrible hangover. I wake up, test is in ten minutes. At the walk to Graham. At the walk to Graham. Oh, oh no. In 10 minutes from Newhall, right? So it's not, it's, it's a bit of a... It's a power walk. 
Yeah. yeah, and so by the time I got my backpack on, like, I'm still like, oh my god, like, like, just full on, like, a weight is on my face. And I run, no water, run to Graham, I make it in there by, like, a minute. I sit down, and you can't bring water into the testing room. So I've still had it, I've had no water. <laughs> and I take this exam, and, like... I it'd give you the result right away. Forty-seven like percent, and at this point, oh, at this point, oh. at this point, like I have become a little bit more sober, right? And <laughs> and it like I'm walking home, and it quickly hits me. Eyes wide. And you know, like when you, when you're recovering from a hangover, like you're you're like you're you're not in the best mental uh, state, no. right? And so it all hits me, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I just, like, I just party till 4 in the morning and failed my first test of college. And I didn't learn. So I, a couple weeks later, I had Psych 101 tests, right? Oh, no. And I failed this test. Actually, I think, yeah. So I failed this test because this class is at 3 p.m., and I, it's not like I partied the day before. I was super lazy. I just didn't do anything. I took a nap and then woke up, and I... 10 minutes to walk to the site building now, not Graham, which <laughs> yeah. is a lot farther. And so I make it there and uh, like, I'm pretty much like I'm late. Like I don't, and she locks the door. I have to take it a couple days later and I got a 55 with the like Curve. point reduction, yeah. right? But I was late and so she just locked the door. So I'm all walking out of my second test with the zero at this point, I got a 55 two days later, which wasn't too much better, but I got a 47 and a zero on my first two tests in college. <laughs> like my first two grades are half and half. <laughs> yeah. And this is back when our, our fraternity cared about grades. We just like started our pledge ship and they were like, hey, send us your grades in two weeks. And I'm like, I have half and half. <laughs> It's all right. Ghani, Ghani Batsayano put you on a plan. Uh, and, 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 you know, he, he, I think he actually pulled me aside. He's like, you know, I, I, I kind of assumed you were one of the smarter guys Damn. in your cohort, right? And yeah. I'm like, yeah, so did I. Shit hits the fan. I'm just confused. I'm yeah. like, you know, I, uh, whatever. But uh, So, yeah, but the funny story about this is I'm walking back and I get a phone call from Renee Rodriguez okay. saying to, like, just hang out. And I'm like, you know what? Like... I just filled the test, like, why not? Why not just hang out a little bit? And I got my bid that day. Oh, nice. So, uh, and, and, and knowing, and everything that happened after, right, all the accounting stuff worked out. Mm -hmm. So, um, that, that's how much of a joke it was, though. Like, I literally failed two tests, and, like, I got a B in one of them and an A in the other. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I kept that. Try it. Uh, <laughs> give me, give me, give me three hours. Then, but then it got hard. Broben, we took Math 110 together. Did. We took it together, and yeah. that shit was a joke, but I didn't pass by, like, 1% or some shit. Well, dude, I remember we went to the first class together. We saw each other there, sat by each other, and then I never saw you again at those classes, dude. Bro, because that shit was a joke, because you would only get full points if you did a worksheet and some other bullshit. Yeah. And so you you would attend this class, and, like, did you do the worksheet? I'm like, no. They're like, you get no points. I'm like... I'm never coming here again. <laughs> well, well, that was the thing, too, the weird thing about Math 110. There was a scheduled, like, hour of class, but then there was, like, three hours of math lab that you had to do. Yeah. So, like, it's like, dude, I don't want so to go to class. Just go to the math I lab. I intentionally got 50% on those categories because I looked it up. I'm like, oh, it's 10% of your grade. Yeah. And I went to half of them. 
And I, I just like all of you guys were like, I think this is the worst thing ever. Yeah. Like it felt like torture. I literally sat in that. So I just stopped just going. Stared at a I just stopped screen. going. Like I had it with I had I took it with Toto. That was my first class with Toto. <laughs> oh, was, that's great. It was math one day. <laughs> and he would like go. And he's like, Are you not going to math lab? I'm like, Absolutely not. It's worth nothing. He goes, well, like, what are you going to do to bring your grade up? I'm like, I'm going to get 100% on the test. So then I'd walk in and get like a 98, and I'd be like, all right, cool. We, we, did, we, we made up for the, for the nine hours of math lab I don't yeah. have to go to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I was very bad at math, so I needed that like 10%. <laughs> that 10% like really did help me at the end of the day. I got to be in math one time. But like there was one test too similar to you where I just completely bombed it after like I bombed out. the first one too like it was I don't even think the first I don't even that's dude really the first one though like was it easy I don't know. dude I remember the first one being like very simple like the first test in that algebra one I'm pretty sure you like, know what, and that's, that's like such a great story to me like yeah. I'm like you know I like uh, of all the t if you were to place a bet on my grade on that test. I blew that spread the wrong way, like, uh, the like by a lot. Like, if the the over under was eighty five and a half for that test, <laughs> dude, under betters made it hammered yeah, the under like yeah. Yeah, that fast. Um, yeah, for me it was the sophomore year. You guys mentioned earlier that freshman year you took the tank and then like woke up. For me, it was that first year in the house. That was the wake up for me, dude, because. I did nothing for the entire fall semester. <laughs> like, like, I don't think you understand. I did nothing the entire... I basically... I don't think... I had one A in, like, KMPE. And then... <laughs> and, and every other class, which, by the way, we that semester we took stats. That was our 8 a.m. crew that we took stats. Yeah, man. We had... That the final class, of the century. C in that class. C in... Um, what what other classes do you normally take your sophomore? I'm trying marketing two ninety five. Marketing two ninety five B, like everything B B B B B B C whatever A. what it was called, three fifty nine yeah whatever. something like that yeah, like dude tanked so uh, yeah the the year after sophomore year I had to kind of wake myself see up. I had I had a point to prove though because my constant excuse was to my parents of why my grades were so bad was I said none of it matters I said what am I going to school for accounting I was like okay so in business courses I'll care and like that was my answer that was that <laughs> and then was so then I had to prove something because then all of a sudden like I just completed all my genetics took 18 credits that was the other thing too I took 18 credits freshman year and I still and I did nothing <laughs> setting myself up for failure uh, so then I took only business classes and then I was like oh wow I, this is cool stuff and I was actually interested uh, but I'm not interested in psych 102 no man, that class was not. No, it not makes, it. It just not none of it, none of it. Also, and then you also that class you had to do those labs too, where you'd go for like two hours and so it'd be I like did, a, I did all of those student. in a day. Really? A so day. I had I had you needed twenty something, right? Yeah, like twenty something. I had hours. five going into the last. <laughs> so you just day. did a ninety nine to five. I stayed at the. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Library. I was at the library for like 14 hours. Oh my. Well, God. I was doing that. I had something else I had to do like that was like that needed to be done like that day too. 
So I was just at the library for 14 hours. Oh, battle station set up at the library. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, I, and you know what's funny? Like, I never studied at the library, really. That was not, just, like, not my thing. And, like, dude, I couldn't fucking do that. There was a day, there was a day sophomore year where, like, I had to do something to get my internship with Champion. Uh, and then I had, like, three accounting things due all in that day. So I went to Barcima. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I think it's just, like, I needed to, like, <laughs> I need to own in on something. So I'm like, I need to change the scenery. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's actually a thing. I think it is. A hundred percent a thing. But it's like not something I consciously thought. I was just yeah. like, let's go to Barcima right now. Yeah. <laughs> and not leave until this is all completed. Anytime I was studying the library of Barcima, I felt more focused than if I was in my fucking room. I mean, the reason I did so bad on the freshman year finals is because I went to the library. I'd go to the library with 20 plus people. We'd <laughs> yeah, yeah. take up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm on fucking you're fire on- today, baby. <laughs> Holy you're shit. On absolute fire today. Oh, I love the energy. Dude, this is this is just starting to like make me realize how much I say that word and how like bad I need to tone it down. Uh, it's it's a tough it's a tough thing, man. It it, it is it yeah. is it really is. But no, so we would go to the library, we would set up these study sessions with twenty plus people, and we would just all be hanging out there talking for four hours and not do anything. <laughs> it's credit to the chicks because I feel like chicks can actually do stuff on their computer and talk to people at the same time. Like I couldn't actually engage in a conversation with someone and do work at the same time. And chicks would just be like simultaneously having a full conversation and like typing out a paper. I'm like, you just did five pages? Like, wow, how did you do that? <laughs> yeah, um, the, the nursing girls love the library too. Those girls were fucking studying their flashcards, fucking oh, and that's cracked the thing, out. And dude. that's the thing, like, I don't even, I don't even know how that works for them. Like, I couldn't do flashcards. No. I would just drill questions, like, like a barbarian, like, over and over <laughs> and over and over and over and over again. And did, did you use Quizlet ever? Or was that, I mean, yeah. that's flashcards, but. I call it the holy trifecta. Quizlet, Chag, <laughs> and. Of course you yeah. Shout yeah, out Chegg. Shout out Chegg. I don't think we've ever talked about Chegg on Shout the podcast. Shout out Mr. Rosenzweig, the, the CEO of Chegg. Um, you have a connection to him? Well, not really at all. I um, just met him once. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was like, you're a cool guy. I was very young. I was still in high school. And then I perpetually used his, his product to teach me how to do stuff. Like, minus the fact that it had homework answers like to me Chad was more of a utility to actually teach me how to learn what i learned like i learned financial accounting because i learned the problems like it shows you how to do it right so Mm -hmm. i was like write down how to do it and like try to figure it out myself because i knew like when i take these tests i wouldn't have access to Chad, but i couldn't listen like like nothing against the professors i had in early accounting but i was like they were speaking chinese and i just needed to learn it my way and Chag provided that mm. uh, that this like this this course curriculum just did it. You want to hear something ridiculous in one of the classes I had to take? What? In my thermodynamics class, it was online, and my teacher did not record the lectures. He said you have to be at the lectures to understand it, and I'm like, bro, if I don't take notes in this, or if I don't understand what you're talking about, how am I gonna know how to do this? So. I got Chegg. I subscribed well, like, dude, for like. Why would you not record? No, I know, your but lectures. he's all. It's like also that thing with all these like older teachers that don't get the technology, so they're like, "Oh, treat it like classroom. They'll get it." No, it's not the same. You're at home. You're not completely. Do focused you feel this on way? It. Looking back on it, you would speak up a lot more 
to professors about issues in a class. Yeah. And their sure. opinions on things. Yeah. Looking back on it now that like it wouldn't have like if you had phrased like obviously don't go up to him and be like, You saw like don't like don't 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 do that. <laughs> don't but like straight up like to their face, like just be like, the way you are operating this class is inefficient and wrong. And yeah. Here's why. Oh I and I, I guarantee you most of them would be like, you know, if they're if they're actually a good professor in person, they'd be like, you know, they'll take damn, that into account. You know, mm-hmm. this this is a good point. And the bad ones would be like, no, I'm like always right. And it's like you have personal problems. Mm-hmm. That's where like I think of like finance three twenty. Like, that was probably the hardest class I ever took in college. Oh, you yeah. would never have influenced that class anyway. That's no, what I'm that's saying. One of those it's like one of those things where you, like, you, I went and tried to talk to that professor, and he would just be like, in one ear, out the other. And yeah. that's like... Wait, did you have Mark? No, I had Lay You had Zhao? Lay Zhao. You had Zhao? Yeah. Zhao was in China. Zao. We were, I, I, <laughs> dude, I heard he ramped it up, too. We had a whirlwind. Well, because of, because of our year. They <laughs> took it right after we took it. Yeah, We had dude. the most electric... <laughs> that was incredible. Like, like, you know... Uh, it, it, for all types of purposes, and like in my world, that was an intro class, right? Yeah. But like, but but it was the biggest whirlwind of a class yeah. that I'd been in, like unnecessarily. The main guy who taught it was in China for six months, and so we got this guy. We I think we pulled him off the street, dude. I don't know. I don't remember. So this what he guy, did. we had this professor, Mark Ballinger, would just sit there and talk <laughs> yeah. about. He would just sit there and talk about how he made more money on weed stocks. Which at the time in 2018 was going crazy. Yeah, he made more money in week stocks than his salary for teaching this class, and we were sitting there like, dude, that's fantastic. Yeah, what do we need to learn? And so, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so he he was so lazy that he was like, I'm gonna make the test online, and you can take it at any point in the day. We took it as a group. Me, you, <laughs> like, me, you, Austin. Me, you, and every other person in <laughs> the class. The class average on the test was a 92%. And the finance department was like, <laughs> what have you done? And he's like, I bet he was like, yeah, you know, I uh, made the test online and let them take it whenever they wanted to take it. And I didn't put a lockdown browser. <laughs> I don't see a problem here. And so then he had to turn back to us. And he was like, yeah, the finance department was like, you can't. Dude, incredibly so, like, you can't do this. So they made us all take it again at a random date in cl- in person, in class, and the average, including what I got, was like a 60. Yeah. And so everyone's grades were buried for a year. <laughs> and then for then he broke his, his arm or something, or his leg, and he was Dude, out of food. <laughs> I, I, think, I think somebody made a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> this guy Dude, was I'm a serious. terrible Dude, professor. I, I really do and believe that. And he would that. roll around on a boot and like just bitch and complain about how he, like this class sucks and we suck. And I'm like, you are an awful person. Yeah. He ends up quitting our class mm-hmm. three months in. And so the head of the finance department has to take over. And she's teaching us stuff, and everyone's raising their hand. It's like, hey, we didn't, we actually didn't learn anything for the first two months of class. Like, we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And me and everyone else included was like, this is an, in the, in like, this was easy money. I would, and honestly, I would just study what they would like tell you to study myself, and like do fine on the test. Yeah. It was so bad to the point where the final was literally them like, the the finance department gave us the answers to the final. Basically, yeah. Like, if you didn't get 100% on the final, mm. you weren't with the program. Like, yeah. they gave us the answer to the final because the averages were so bad. So then when your guy is back, the guy who actually teaches it, who was already a hard teacher, 
Yeah. Yeah. That you, was you, probably you, the hardest C I've ever gotten in my life. Like, yeah. I remember after the final, I think I came in and got, I don't know what I got in the final, maybe like 72, brought my grade to like a 77, and I, I was like, yep, past class, I was super stumped. I remember fucking walking into your room and his room, and I was like, dude, I passed finance 320, like, let's ride, <laughs> like, and he, I remember him emailing me, he's like, hey, Michael, you know, blah, 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 so I saw you got in the final, you know, you could get a second attempt at it, he's like, you're 3% away from a B, like, I'd highly encourage you to, you know, take that chance to get a B. Reply back, I go, have a great year, professor, I'm done. <laughs> that was my email. That is a great email. <laughs> I was just like, there's like, have a great year, thanks, like, yeah. sorry, there's no way I'll And that's ever the thing, though, is like, that. looking back on it, whether you got a B or whether you got a C, had absolutely zero effect yeah. on your current job and how you're progressing in life. Literally. Like, zero effect. That exactly. C only gave me my degree because if I didn't get that C that would have been a tough like transition. No it would have been because you would have been held back. I would have been held back and then if I god forbid fail again then I have to change my major. And when you look back on it it actually wasn't that bad. No. You know it's just I didn't. It was more weeding out people who actually wanted to give an ounce of effort. Yeah that's really what it was. If you gave a little bit of effort you could have passed that class. It was just the fact that you had to actually give effort. Like I think there's a a fine line of like giving a little bit of effort and actually putting in effort. Like that's how easy they made college. And this was pre-COVID. Yeah. You know like they made college was not actually that hard. And then when like they wonder why people fail so hard when they get to the real world jobs is like the real world jobs are hard. Yeah. yeah. College was actually easy. It may have been perceived as hard because that's like the hardest class, you know, is nowhere near as hard as the, you know, easiest regular job mm. and balancing that. It's yeah. like, they need it. And then one, and it wasn't until I got to advanced classes where like, okay, you, you really had to try. Yeah. You know, like you really did. Mm. That I, I actually learned skills about how to be diligent and like getting stuff done and figuring stuff out on my own. Like, if they had just done that earlier, everybody I think, and yeah, maybe more people would fail. But to be honest, the amount of people that have earned degrees, like to a certain degree, it should be hard. Yeah, yeah. Right, like uh, people, the amount of people that walk in, not everyone should walk out with. For one reason or another, whether it was personal or they just couldn't pass. Yeah. You know, it, it actually should be hard. And you'll notice maybe that the degrees get valued more because it's harder. Mm-hmm. And people who get those degrees end up getting paid more yeah. because it's harder and less people pass. It's like a supply and demand thing. Yeah. And we know this, like the amount of psych degrees, it's like, unless you go become a doctor, right. your degree is effectively like market value wise useless, like nothing personal against you. No. It's nothing, not a reflection of who you are or how hard you could work. It's just a degree. The thing, the thing you got, the asset you received is useless. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I think tying everything up to that is like, you know, we were talking about, you know, blowing away semesters, partying and stuff, this and that. Like, I think I'd rather party more and get those like real world experiences and learn, you know, street shit, like that common sense smart. Like having a degree is one thing, but like a, you could like put someone as like a 4.0 GPA and then put them against me who graduated with a 3.4. Like, yeah, it's a good GPA, but like I understand a lot more common sense things than maybe I did in school wise smarts, but I think that shows a lot more of like a 
a growth of character. And to your point, mm-hmm. right? To your point, right? We learned a lot of lessons by failing a lot. Or, right. Or like, right? In, in school, right? But at the same time, when you're 18 and you blow your bank account, it's really not the worst thing ever. No. And we, like, we've done it, right? We, we've just like blown all the money we have received from our checks at 16, 17, 18, 19, right? Like, in, whether you were in college or not, like we were all probably not the best with money no. at that age, right? Yeah. But those are but like when you're earning, when you're doing forty hours a week, like even at eighteen, it's still nothing because you're not making anything. No. But like you're learning like a lot more about how to manage your money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're Just, dealing with a lot more of it. And like you have the ability to like put money away in places that like there was a lot of people I knew that were interested in stocks. I was super interested in stocks. I didn't have any money to put into stocks. Right. Yeah. You know, because I blew it on alcohol and like whatever else yeah you know if instead i was maybe working but like the thing is like we weren't i don't know if we would have been ever connected in that way exactly you know yeah it it is the one small thing college provides but yeah i think we'll see dude i mean with the forgiveness stuff like i don't even know what that means like i I feel like more kids aren't going and yeah, enrollment stuff. And enrollments are definitely down a lot. Not even. And enrollments for males are down a crazy amount, which is That's actually the other thing, man. So there's there's literally wild. more females in colleges than there are males. Yeah. That are so there's more females earning higher education degrees. Yeah. Which means more males are working more labor intensive jobs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but like that's just crazy. Yeah. That like that switch is is just there. What do you think has like caused that shift? Social That's, media. It's super curious. Yeah. I would put my money on social, social media. media. It's an influencer. I mean, think about it, dude. There's some of these... You know, I don't even want to be an asshole, but like, there's some fuckheads on social media. Yeah. Like, they just do whatever they want, and they're making millions. Making money, yeah. And people are like, oh, what did he do for his degree? Probably nothing. Probably barely passed high Made school. a funny video on Made like, a goofy yeah. video, got a lot of hits, and now everyone adores them. Dude, that is the wave now. Like, all kids want to be YouTubers. Yeah. Yeah. YouTubers, like, dude, streamers. Yeah. Or even, TikTokers. Like, like, yeah. I mean, this wave of little kids following Andrew Tate for that little bit of time. <laughs> yeah. Like, they would go back to Just school, back. and they're like, gotta invest in stocks? Dude. And these teachers are like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> just about off that. It's like, so funny you say that. I remember just scrolling through Twitter, and it was the Little League World Series. And like, you know, they always post those, like, uh, who's your, uh, who's your, like, biggest influencer or something? <laughs> right, 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 right. A 13-year-old kid puts Andrew Tate as his biggest influencer. No way. And, I re- and obviously, I laugh. Like, I'm 23. I think it's hysterical. But I'm also just really sitting there. I'm like, if I was 13 and I put Andrew Tate as my biggest influencer, like, shoot me. Like, like what That's are you? Like, I just, like, the kid probably doesn't even understand half the things dude, this dude's I, saying. Okay, but think about this. Think about this. When, th- when this kid, like, actually starts, like, Talking to checks, like, this guy, this guy, <laughs> this guy has been in his ear telling him to like act one way around women for yeah. like year. He's been preconditioned to like do exactly what Andrew mm-hmm. Tate does, yeah, I'm gonna see which is like mostly a joke, right? Like, yeah. like, and, oh man, dude, this next generation of kids, it's gonna be a whirlwind. Yeah, man. I'm like, it's it is weird because now they like we were like guinea pigs of that like social media era. Like, I feel like we kind of were just thrown into oh, we do, that. Yeah, like, we just like big I, technology. Like, we were the guinea pigs. Like, yeah, we yeah. understand stuff, but dude, these some of these kids, they are so technically and analytically smarter and advanced in technology than I was back at that time and it's like it's only going to go up from here like yeah. I mean they're just oh, born yeah. in I this know moderation young, so. young kids in my family are like they had iPads at three and like they're and they're and they're four three four years old and they're like 
like, I have a little cousin, he's, like, four years old, and he's, like, playing this, like, Minecraft game on his mm -hmm. iPad. And I'm, like, asking him in the car, I'm, like, so, like, show me what you're doing and stuff. And he's, like, fully articulating to me, like, the stuff he's building. And, yeah. Like, oh, I can do this. And, like, and, you know, like, obviously, like, we played Minecraft as a kid, so, like, we know a lot of things. But, right. like, the stuff he figured out at his age that took me at, like, 12 when I was playing this game, like, you know, maybe a month, two months to figure out. He's like, oh, yeah, I built this. I'm like, dude, I was barely building, like, small houses. Yeah. For, like, the first month I was playing that game. Yeah, I'm like, and you're doing this on a computer. I'm doing this on a Xbox. computer, and, like, this, this kid's on an iPad, like, like just, like, like <laughs> and he's, like, he's full of, like, architecting stuff. And I'm, like, like just completely, the other part is articulating back to me what he's making. Because he actually gets it. He's not just playing. Right, no, no, it. he's, like, full, he full gets it, right? And it's, like, whoa, like, mm -hmm. whoa. Mm -hmm. it's, this is unreal. Like how, and the thing is like these kids are smart. Like they say like, oh, social media makes you dumb. Mm -hmm. All of these kids I see on their iPads are smarter than I was at three years old. Yep. Yeah. I was playing on my Game Boy. I was playing the Nemo game on my Game Boy at three. I wasn't building worlds in Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. Yeah, I was p playing like Pokemon right The and Nintendo Wii was awesome. a revolution in my mind. Bro, so, I was yeah. catching frogs in a creek. Kids don't even fucking know what a creek looks <laughs> like, like. now, yeah. and, like, think of the amount of, like, critical thinking skills that takes and, like, just creative side to, like, have three-year-olds building their own, building their, like, your imagination at four or five years old, and they're literally building it, like. That is wild to, when you put it that way. You know, like, like, it's, it, it, it poses, like, I feel like the next generation of kids are just gonna, like, the, the creative side of things, artists, and whether that's music, art, or whatever it may be, is gonna be, like. Uh, like we can't even conceive it yeah you know and the last generation can't even conceive what we see mm -hmm. nfts <laughs> yeah bro <laughs> not yeah dude there's a I, when i see my little cousins with ipads though I'm, I'm just like a bitter old guy now because like i had to work for my phone i don't know if you guys would say oh way. my god dude. But, like my parents would not let me touch a phone till i was in seventh grade did you grade. have restrictions on your phone yeah dude oh, so dude. so, oh, so seventh grade so. i finally got my phone because i started walking home from school and the only three things i could do on my phone didn't have data so i couldn't like had no internet basically so i couldn't go on the on the web could call my parents, and then I had like five other slots for phone up, five other people. So I had to pick five of my best friends, get their numbers, and that was like the max for basically a year until eighth grade when they were like, all right, now you get a little flip phone. <laughs> and so I Damn. had that. <laughs> so I remember eighth grade, that was when I got my first phone. And it was not a fancy phone, it was when I was little sidekicks, yeah. the OGs, and it was like you said, I had no data. It was like a pay-as-you-go mm -hmm. phone. So I had certain minutes. So like every call I do, every text would deduct minutes off my phone. <laughs> yep, like, yep. I, I remember I was just like looking at this. I was like, dude, this is so cool. Like, <laughs> I could text and call whoever I want. Mm -hmm. And then I got my first smartphone. I think it was sophomore year of high school. And like that changed the oh, game. Oh, it changed like, my uh, life. I remember everyone's walking around with iPhone. You get an iPhone like, 5S? No, no, I was Android game. I got the five C. That was my okay. first one. I got okay. a Samsung Galaxy S three. That was my first smartphone, and like that I was, was in, awesome. I was in awe. I was like, dude, this is so sick. But I was so late to the game because some of these people I've already had smartphones since mm. middle school. So like, trying to learn the ins and outs of it. But like, I don't know, man. I dude. think smartphones were like cool at the time, but now I look at it, now I'm just glued. 
into it. Yeah. Which is also not a good I, thing. I I convinced my parents in fourth grade to get me a flip phone because I would so I would go to the park. Mm. That's where I trade Pokemon cards and sell <laughs> silly bands. So I go to the park. I would go to the park every fucking day, every day, Saturday, Sunday. I was like, I'm at the park. Like it's just this is where business is conducted, <laughs> and just general fun, right? So I would like be on my bike and I just like they they dude that's the thing your parents if you left the house could not contact you if you were not at someone else's house that they also had the number of they just couldn't contact you unless they went to the park and found you which is crazy crazy (laughs) and think about parents right same deal like you couldn't leave you'd have to go to a phone booth and call somebody remember their number and like all of that stuff yeah so I was like, yeah, I mean, so all I could do was call my parents. That's it. That's it. I could only call my parents and leave a voice message and like that was it. And then in sixth, seventh grade, I got, I got the flippers. I got the, I got the, I got the, <laughs> I, got the I got the, I got the Walmart version of a Blackberry. Like, yeah, the flip phone I had was like a $20 Verizon like flip yeah. phone. And then I got the, I got the, the, the Walmart Blackberry. And that was so like cool. Like it was yeah. cool. I was like, wow, I can text people. And then I got into trouble. Because I was texting too many people. They're like, you're only supposed to use this phone to text like your family. I go, oh, I use this phone for like everything else. Like I'd ignore their calls and like, you know, like, like you know, like, what, what, I was like, what do you, what would you give me a phone for? And then I got the 5S after my freshman year of high school and my life just completely changed. Yeah. Completely changed. It was like, yeah, it was wild. I had an iPod Touch though. I did too. I did too. So that's where I like found Spotify in like yeah, 2013. IPod Touch. Yeah. Spotify I, was like there was only free. Oh, was ass. You remember Hulu when it was only free? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But there was like nothing. No, <laughs> all I wanted to watch was Family Guy. <laughs> I got every episode of Family Guy ever, and there was it was free. I was like, wow, well, this is amazing. <laughs> no, yeah, it was definitely. Awesome. I mean, the iPod Touch was dope too, because like that's. The iPod like, Touch was the same thing as the iPhone. You just couldn't call anybody. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's how I got into, like, music, too. Right. That's the OG YouTube app where I just went down a rabbit hole of Kanye, Drake, Eminem. That's, like, how I started listening to rap. Basically. I had a hard drive imported onto a Walkman MP3 player. Yeah. That, that. Oh, my 3,500 songs. <laughs> that's crazy. And my uncle's CDs, which I told you that story, right? So yeah. I, I, I would rip the CD. I learned how to rip CDs, and I would make CDs. Mm-hmm. So like I would literally, I I I feel like Kanye. I see I give those out for free. I would I didn't I looking back on it, I should have charged. And like yeah. fifth grade, I should have charged. But no, I would just give them out. So I would like Eminem was the biggest one. Yeah. yeah. All my friends wanted Eminem. They were like, your parents let you listen to music with swear words. I'm like, my parents don't really like listen. Like they, I mean, I have headphones in the whole time. Yeah. And this hard drive, like, they didn't know. They were just like, oh, 3,500 songs? Like, that's cool. <laughs> I just downloaded all of them. And, and so I was listening to Eminem at, like, fourth grade. But, like, yeah, I was like, I got the, when Not, when Not Afraid came out in 2010, yeah. I was like, I got the whole thing. Got it all. <laughs> Free. Got y'all. Got y'all. I'm the plug. I'm the plug. I remember when um, when I first started listening to music, you know how you had to buy songs? It was like a dollar twenty nine. Yeah, this show was so whack. So I got like a $15 iTunes gift card, and I bought like maybe 10 to 15 random rap songs that I liked. One of them was Lollipop by Lil Wayne. Yeah, that's what it's going and, yeah. and this was before my parents were really like controlling anything on the iPod Touch. They were like, let's just see kind of how it goes. And so there's one day where I'm in my room, and I got my headphones in, 
And my mom comes in and she asks me, oh, what are you listening to? And I say, oh, Lollipop by Lil Wayne. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, what is that? Like, what type of music? I'm like, oh, it's just rap. She's like, oh, okay. And then she leaves. And the next, I think she like looks it up. Like the lyrics of the song. And oh, she goes God. on one of those like parent sites that like no. just trash rap that are like, this is garbage music for this is kids the to listen music. to. So the next day, basically she put a restriction. She deleted, she took my iPod touch, deleted all my rap songs that I had on there. And like, she would have to vet the music I would listen to. So I just was I'm like, so fuck that. Sorry. Dude, I was, literally. So I was like, fuck that. I'm not, I'm just I, not buying songs. I'm just going to go on YouTube. Yeah. So literally when they would go to bed, I would take my iPod touch because they would put it away. Like I had to put it away. Yeah. Take my iPod touch out of my drawer, put my headphones in, put the iPod touch under my pillow and I'd put my pillow over my head and I would just listen to music. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Just, I did the same shit with my DS. They'd make me put it away. I was just yeah. thinking that. I'm like, dude, you think I, you think I was playing with these guys in, Indiana by by putting my DS away at bedtime. I was building my like my god teams at that time. Yeah. That was that was the stuff. Man, I'm sorry, dude. That's yeah. Awful. So I had parental restrictions on my Xbox though until I like made a PowerPoint presentation for my dad about why Skyrim should not be rated at. That's awesome. A full on PowerPoint presentation, full on pitch, like with the stick and everything, like. This is why Skyrim should not be rated M. I'm like, dude, you played a game called Galaga where you kill people in a with a ship. I'm like, I'm literally like walking around like putting magic spells. Like nothing bad's happening here. It took me four months of convincing, and I finally got I got Skyrim, and all holds were off. I I, I, w- I was restricted on the amount of hours I could play until I. I, I, it took me six months to, found, to find like a hardware basically hack in, in the Xbox 360 system where like if I press these buttons fast enough, it would, get, it would bypass like the parental controls and get in basically right away. Mm-hmm. And I would like keep trying it and keep trying it and keep trying it. It took me four months and I finally got it. Hey. And I just took it off. <laughs> and like they didn't notice for like six months. And then my dad's like, you're playing a lot. And I'm like, yeah, bank some time. Yeah. I think once I got the high school restrictions got way like yeah. almost alleviated completely. Uh, to me, I think though like it was crazy that like I get it, but like what time did you have to be home by? Dude, I had always early curfew. Always. Like it mine was like I had to con- I had to like beg like for 11 p.m. Like when like are we talking high school or like, yeah, grade like school? 14, 15, 16, even 16, dude, like yeah, at first it was getting, like 10. It was, it was getting late into the like high school where I was like you guys yeah, like this is this is hard to do. My yeah. week my weekdays were always short, but like even then, like I feel like weekdays in high school you weren't doing anything. You weren't really, yeah, and, yeah. And I remember the weekends. I want to say my mom was always the strict one. She was always like ten o'clock. You gotta text me like I'll come get you. You're coming home. My dad like he was always leaned back. Like we all know, Jen Sativa. Yeah, Jen <laughs> Sativa. Guys, uh, guys, guys, go to Shout out John Hart. And he uh. He was always just like, yeah, man, like, you stay out till 12. All right. And then every time I'd go stay at Brogan's house, like, my parents knew I was over there getting fucking hammered at, like, 15. <laughs> and I remember my mom would text me, and she'd be like, you coming home tonight? I'm just like, no. having the bag at 15. I'm like, oh, God, my mom's going to know I'm drunk. Like, what am I going to say to her? I'm like, nah, I'm going to just stay the night. We're just playing some video games. My dad calls me at midnight, like, hey, you coming home? And I'm just like, no, I'm not coming home, Dad. Like, and he's like, are you drinking? And I'm like, 
Like, <laughs> all right, have a good night, son. <laughs> so your guys' relationship goes way back. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Dude, we took, like... Technically, we met on Xbox because we had mutual friends and we would play together and we'd be in the parties. I'm like, I'm like, ah, yes, Heart Attack 1. Oh, that's pretty dope. <laughs> and then uh, we what, reached... What age? Like, Man, I've known... And, like, I think I've late known sixth grade. Probably, but then yes, it was true. middle school in this math class we had. And I'm like, oh, you're Mike Carter. We should <laughs> hang out. And this guy's like, oh, man, this dude's crazy. Yeah, so, and you guys don't know, Jordan and me have known each other since elementary. I remember playing t-ball with the kid. And oh, yeah, would, we did play t-ball. He, my dad was coaching. I remember put Jordan in the outfield. And Jordan has ADHD, and you know, like, at the time, like, you're young. So, like, everything's like, I, I know exactly the walls, yeah. and. Jordan's in the outfield throwing shit, kicking off Daniel. And I remember my dad's like, what the fuck is this kid doing? Like, Jordan's just out there having a ball. And, you know, that was my first few memories of him. And come middle school, I was like, oh, I know this kid. Like, Jordan Brogan, been around the block a few times. And sits, sits, sits next to me, like, in math. And I just remember, like... The fondest memory is Jordan's in there, and he's still a little cracked out. And it's middle school, you know. Middle school's a weird time for everyone, so I'm, I don't want to say I'm a quiet kid. I'm just kind of, like, learning who, like, I want to chill with, like, where I belong, I guess, find my group. And mm-hmm. Jordan's, like, asking me to hang out. I'm like, yeah, I'll hang out with the kid. And he's, it's, like, the first week, and he's in the back of the class, and he's just throwing shit at the <laughs> fucking whiteboard and just losing his shit. And there's this kid named Ryan Blake, and I remember oh, yeah. he lost his shit on this kid, and I'm like... I don't know if I want to get to know this George Brogan guy. Like, kid's kind of a fucking psycho. And just yes, kind of grew a little more fonder of the guy. Had some lunch together, and next thing I know, Jordan Brogan is one of my uh, closest friends to this date. And did you guys awesome, stay? Man. Did you guys stay close through all of high school? Yeah, oh, yeah. high school was I think when we really got close. Like I said, that middle school era was just weird. Like I remember, I thought I was too cool for seventh graders. I always talked to the eighth graders. And I was like, ah, I'm too cool for this crowd. And, it's such a dope thought. We all knew a kid yeah. too that was like that. And like that kid just doesn't hang out with our grade. Yeah. Dude, my ego was so fucking big. I don't know if it was just because a lot of people. No, that's knew fucking me. dude. That's no, talk your shit, King. You know, I had that, had that comment. No, that's earlier. dude. That's how I was. I was a little prick in middle school. Like I was like, oh, I'm too cool. And then I got braces in eighth grade, and that's when shit. You got home. Okay. Yeah, I got home. I saw the bull. I the Justin Bieber. Bowl cuts and braces. I was like, oh man, we gotta hit puberty really soon. <laughs> oh, oh you did. This guy yeah, like you, yeah, you yeah. did, man. For context, but Mike is uh, six five, six six. Yes, came in the freshman year at five ten, I think, and I was like, all right, still you know, solid height. I was still tall. I was always a tall kid, and yeah, coming in the sophomore year, I grew like five inches, and I was like, oh shit. I was like, what are we doing here, man? Like, and everyone, I just towered over one, but I don't know. I mean. I always hate being the center of attention, but being this tall, like, you always are the center of attention. It is good, though, man, when I, I, like, when we go out and I can't find you. Oh, I can spot, I can find you pretty fast. It's the same thing with me that everyone's, like, knows, like, oh, you're the big Indian kid, like, we can find you. And I'm, like, that's perfect. (laughs) If I I can't find, I I have a problem. Like, I can't see shit. Like, I I, I can see Mike. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, so, I don't know. It has its pros and cons, but, I don't know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. I'm healthy. I mean, I hit my huge growth spurt in uh, 7th grade to 5'6", and uh, I'm still 5'6". <laughs> I feel that shit, too. So, uh, yeah, I got capped out early, boys, hey, but, hey, we're, short we're out kings, here. Man. Short, short kings, man. Short kings, baby. Short, short kings, short kings. Short kings. Yeah. As tall as Ellen John. Five yeah, eight. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, Mike, it's not like being 6'5". Doesn't have its advantages. Oh, dude. oh yeah. I mean, are you six five or six six? Let's six, make it six six. Six so six. You're, five, five, six, six. You're, you're the highest. Final record. Kobe. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Kobe, Kobe Bryant. That's Michael incredible. Jordan. Kobe Bryant without the athleticism. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny to think, though, right? Like because it, because you know, just the people we hung out with. A guy who's six six is like, you know, stands out, and yeah. it's like, wow, those guys played shooting guard. Yeah. yeah. There's. Three other positions that our people are just way Bigger. taller. Yeah. Like how tall is LeBron? Six nine. What Durant's like seven feet? <laughs> yeah, Durant. Like, could you imagine yeah. LeBron James sitting for this podcast right now? Like, he would take up this like, whole couch. First of all, I'd be like this. Yeah, right. You know, I'd be cheating, Mr. James. Uh, <laughs> Mr. James, how Space uh, Jam? <laughs> uh, Mr. Mr. Akron, Mr. James. Savior King, dude, I'd be calling him all the fucking yeah. King you know. James, dude. I was just talking with Brogan when we were uh, coming down here. Um, we were talking about Panama City Beach. Oh man, and just, don't get me started. I remember on that just, I was listening to the pod and heard Spencer Kern talking about his scooters <laughs> yeah. challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. Oh, I just started looking through the memories, bro. And every single time, like if you see me, Jordan, and Shiv together. And there's been some alcohol that consumed, and there's a good Travis Porter song that comes on. Okay, <laughs> now if you look at me every time, my eyes will glow up, and I just go, AOPCB. What, what up? It <laughs> just like, bro. I wish you were on that trip. I you know. you didn't go to no. PCB, right? No, I miss PCB. I think that was probably that was the coolest trip I think I've ever been on. Mm-hmm. Just. That was, dude, it was the best. I just, I don't know. I I, I missed out on the Cabo. Like, that was... Yeah, I missed out on Cabo. Cabo too, definitely was something I should have went on. I just felt like I didn't know everyone well enough. But that was also just me being, like, stupid. I was like, ah, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be, like... Because I just rushed with you guys. I was just getting to know everyone. I'm like, I don't yeah. know if I know this. To be fair, Paige came. So. That's what I'm saying. I, <laughs> yeah. Pigeon was the one telling along. me to come. And I'm like... Yeah. You know, I shouldn't. I regret that, but man, dude, that <laughs> just looking at those memories and just thinking about all the dumb shit we did. Was... No, yeah. Advice for anyone in college: spring break is a must at least once. Yeah, yeah, at least yeah. one time. For me, having gone on my first spring break was the last time I could really go on spring mm-hmm. break. I and it, it being Panama City, Florida, it was like wow. I like wish I went my freshman year. Yeah. I wish I went my sophomore year. Like, it it is just. You, like you will look back on it later and just be like, "Wow, that was awesome." Yeah. You at least gotta do something. Like, I know people who it hits spring break, they d- fucking don't do anything. Yeah, that was me. Stay at home. That was me. I literally, I didn't do anything. Same, I, I, hung yeah, out, like, I hung out with hometown friends for a week. Yeah, like, yeah. that's what I do. Like I you went. Know? I didn't get to go to PCB because I had no money, but I went to Arizona with my ma. and we stayed at her friend's place. But like, I did a bunch of shit there that kind of pertained to like my job set and like shit that I wanted the to grow bees. into. Yeah, I literally went beekeeping and learned how to do that shit because I'm all about saving the bees and shit. <laughs> Hashtag save the bees. <laughs> wanna, you want to get into that? Because actually I think it's pretty interesting. 
So, like, whole concept, like, to a lot of people, they just, like, let's put it in perspective first, like, what the fuck a bee is. Bunch of people are fucking scared of bees, because they're scared of getting stung. It's honestly not even that bad. But bees don't even fucking sting you, like, purposely. It's only, like, they have this hive mind, so, like, if it's a singular bee, they're doing it because they're protecting themselves. If it's a swarm of them, hive minds, they're like, this isn't a, a predator attacker. We must defend ourselves, the hive and the queen and shit. But is it it's true bees are like a necessity for plant growth? So they are a necessity and the whole other, and like a lot of people deny like climate change and shit. It's like you can believe whatever you want, but there's still a bunch of shit going on in the world other than just climate change that can fuck us over. Like bees Logan, are I'm a, one that- I'm gonna cut you real quick cause it's gonna pause at an hour. All right. So for our growth of food and vegetations and flowers and Basically, you get other necessities from that too, like making feed for animals, making medicine from certain plants and shit. You need these things called pollinators to literally go and pollinate these flowers so they can bloom and grow. And there's only such a limited amount of creatures that do this. It's like butterflies, sometimes like hornets and wasps and shit, but the main... The main entity in that are bees, bumblebees, honeybees, and um, a lot of people when they think of saving the bees, they only think honeybees, and it's not necessarily that to focus on, it's various different species because they all interact in the ecosystem that they work in, but they all do different shit, like, I mean, we all live in the same ecosystem, but we all do different jobs so Mm -hmm. that we keep shit going. What, um, do you know what bee, like, um, how do I put this? What bee provides the greatest percentage of pollination? Like, is it, a, is it the bumblebee, or is there, like, a... It's, it's hard to say, because it depends on the region, but you can import, um, like, Italian, Russian bees, because they produce at different rates of whatever flowers they produce from. There's also a concept of crossbreeding and there's also bad crossbreeding because there's these bees in Africa which are probably the most aggressive form Mm -hmm. so when people talk about Africanized bees that's really bad because they don't really produce as much they're just more as like a hive mind swarm so they never want like an African bee queen to mate with like Italian Russian bee workers because it fucks up their whole system that's crazy. But um, a lot of people just profit off of just doing honey, and that ain't really the big concept. I mean, you can make a business from that, but like that's not really about the job or the prospect of saving <clears throat> the bees. Saving the bees is making all these different species of native um, pollinators, and that's evidently what leads to farm growth and plant growth and shit. Like People also get paid for just raising bees bring them over to plantations and shit just to have their vegetation growth you say save the you keep saying save the bees so is are they endangered basically or what they are endangered so like every year a certain percentage of them goes down because they're dying from certain climate change aspects certain aspects of insecticides and herbicides because 
when they pollinate with these flowers, they get that shit on them, then they bring it back to the hive, then a whole hive gets poisoned, and then when they make honey, that honey also gets poisoned too, so evidently we're poisoning ourselves to a degree too. Um, but yeah, basically... What's being done to like, save the bees? <laughs> well, it's it's this concept of people just getting together, not getting together, but forming these communities and documenting where this is and basically making it small scale, growing into a bigger scale. Like, there's actually a lot of people who do urban honey in the city, like yeah. beekeeping in the city. And to be honest, that is, in terms of a product stance, that is the best product because there's so many different flowers and shit that they can pollinate from because that's what gives the quality and taste to the honey. Mm. There's so many different varieties like cactus and cat's claw and orange trees. Like There's a bunch of shit behind that. But when it's in the city, you get all that and it culminates into this really good product. Is it is it is it possible to get the bee population back to where we need it to be? It's hard to say because I mean, if if you kind of do the same process of what they did with like panda bears because they were going endangered and now they're not as endangered now, it's just like you have to have an intense focus and yeah, man, they tried to say panda bear so much they got they told the WWF to change their name to WWE. <laughs> But um, it it's a focus in getting people to understand what the prospect is of that journey. And then, I mean, also mitigating the process of climate change in those aspects. Because literally one of the things with climate change is if it gets so hot for bees, they quite literally explode. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because it's just too damn hot. I mean, if you're a creature that small in like 106 degree weather, it's like way more intense on your body like our bodies can regulate that shit so much better we may be 100 degrees on the outside but our innards our organs and shit is really like so they need kind of a cool temperature like yeah. 70 to 80 degrees there, there has to be yeah a certain degree of um a right like temperature medium so bees don't thrive in the caribbean no i think so Yes and no. I think that also depends on the species. Like, I'd say, like, dry places like Texas and Arizona. Got it. But, like, you also wonder, okay, what happens in the winter? Well, in the winter, it's actually interesting because there's the queen bee, which is the main the main bitch, the main female. <laughs> and there's the nurse bees, who are the lower females, but they take care of the queen. And then there's the worker drones. So we got Nicki who are the dumb, minions. Who, <laughs> the worker drones are the dumb shit males. And guess what happens in the winter? Um, they get kicked out. The males get kicked out? They oh, get man. kicked out. And Dang, they man. just all die. Because the women are like, <laughs> we can make more of them. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like there's that. like some species of animals that like eat their babies sometimes. It's like, it's kind of wild. Dude, I've, have you seen Joe Rogan's clip on the hyena? Oh, yeah. The yeah, craziest yeah. fucking oh, thing. Have you heard about what's happening with hyenas, basically? What's happening now? So, I, hopefully I don't botch this. But basically, and you can fact check me on this after. Yeah. Basically, what's going on is because food is so scarce in Africa, hyenas are obviously, like, almost scavenger predators, right? Like, they really don't... They 
they kind of eat leftovers. They they don't really kill. Yeah, that is true. Like they're not like a a cheetah or a lion. They're not like killing their prey first. They're probably coming in after the cheetah or lion kills something, right? So basically, over time, what has happened is that the females have had to do more and more and more when it comes to hunting. So the females have gotten bigger than the males. But oh, that's but right, dude. But, the, that, but this so is funny. this is fucking crazy, so dude. So the so the females have gotten bigger than the male hyenas, right? And the the male hyenas progressively over time, due to evolution and adapting, have just gotten more and more like wimpy, literally, like more and more wimpy. And it's gotten to the point now where hyenas, female hyenas, actually have it's like a role a, reversal, a bigger, basically a bigger dick <laughs> than male hyenas. Like not even kidding. So the 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 female clitoris of the, the hyena is longer than the the male's dick, and the male actually <laughs> this is crazy. The female actually fucks the male. It's crazy, man. Huh. It's actually wild. Yeah. If any part of what Joe Rogan said was true, that is like the wildest like story. The the only thing I pulled up was a very good article title. It said "No Laughing Matter: Unlovable Hyenas Are Threatened in the Wild." Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so so basically, the female dude, that, hyena but over time change, is just dominating. That's a change in the mindset then, because usually it's like, you know, male lion is the shit, and then he chooses who he's gonna mate with. Yeah. Now it's roles reverse. It's more females are like, no, I'm mating with you. Dude, literally, the female hyenas <laughs> have realized. Yeah, they yeah, they, yeah. they realize that these males are useless. They don't take care of the babies. They don't do anything. So they just said, fuck it. And over time, evolution, they've just gotten bigger than the males. It's crazy. We, we well, should put hyenas on the face of the, uh, <laughs> of the strong and independent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, fe- the feminist movement. That's their, I mean, that's, their I mean that, that's crazy, though. That there are, like, those adaptations. Like, I, the, in, in lions, too, the females are mostly the ones that go hunting. Females are wrong. And the males just, like, circle, sleep, and, like, protect the pack. Yeah. That's their job. Yeah. And it's, it, it's funny that, like, lions sleep, like, 20 hours a day. God damn. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, lions sleep most of the day. Like, they're just up for four hours. They let you get up, check on the kids, <laughs> grab a quick bite to eat. Y'all hungry? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I want some Chick-fil-A today. The female, like, all right, I got you. more like zebra filet. Yes. <laughs> uh, dude, so maybe it's antelope filet today. You yeah, know, you yeah, never know. yeah. Sometimes they switch it up. I've actually heard antelope is pretty well, good. I've also been hearing, um, I'm not sure the proper word or term for it, but... So just like kind of on the terms of like the hyena talk that uh, elf or not elephants or maybe it is elephants I don't know that they've been eating like their own kind like babies and stuff really yeah that's what yeah. I'm saying so I've heard like certain either species that have like eaten their they're babies. just going off yeah the I forget the name of the term of it but like it's like a big thing that's been happening Gosh, with elephants dude, I don't know Damn. elephant so elephants have been a problem and the the crazy thing is is elephants are like this super cool cute animal that you see on like TV. Mm-hmm. In Africa, sometimes these elephants will like absolutely destroy a village in like two hours, <laughs> like destroy the whole Pure thing. rage, right? Think of how big a full-grown elephant is. Well, no, it just like needs food. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. There's a, there's a scarcity of food in, in in certain regions in Africa, and like so they will find food. Mm-hmm. And elephants don't just, you know. They're, they're not tracking their macros. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those so things gotta eat, dude. They just eat like 40 pounds of food. And like, that that's like, 
the food for the whole village. 40 pounds of food? <laughs> 40 pounds of food. Yeah. That brings me to the question. It's like, where would you guys ever want to go, like, country-wise? So you have oh, to go man. outside the country. Africa's I feel like going to visit, there. or... I mean, like, visiting, like, I would say is in terms of, like, some, like, a society. Like, going to Europe and Italy, like, that's cool. Like, if you could go to, like, a... So not touristing, like, but... Yes, like, if you could go somewhere, like... To live? Yes, like, Africa, like, is an example. Like, okay. there's a lot of, like scarce areas there but I think it would just be something cool to witness I would, like, I've always wanted to go to Australia that's yeah. it that's Australia Australia uh, I've wanted, wanted to go to, go to the yeah. Philippines or like like even like even like China or Japan or yeah. where's Machu Picchu Peru Peru yeah yeah I would like, like to go to Peru yeah, yeah. Uh, even also another place is like Jamaica Jamaica, Cuba, even Puerto Rico. Like, yeah. I would like to live there for three months. Oh, yeah. dude, Jamaica. Like, like just that. because, like, I, like, you guys know this, like, I literally love hot, sticky weather. Like, I yeah. think it, I, it, I'm a psycho. I think, like, it's, that's, <laughs> I think that's, like, the epitome of life is living on the mm. equator. And, like, I would just love to, like, live in a hut there for, like, three months. Yeah. Like, you know, limited internet, <clears throat> like, no real AC. Live like, off the land. Just, yeah. like, you know. Kick it in the Caribbean for a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it, it, I just think it'd be cool. It should be a different way to look at lifestyles, because like I feel like we got everything. We have everything. Like yeah. we have everything. Like and that's not like. It'd be funny what minor inconveniences are over there. Oh yeah, like you can't get water today. Oh, oh god, fuck. my socks yeah. aren't matching. Yeah. Meanwhile, someone's like, "Man, am I my shirt's eat wrinkled?" Today? Yeah. <laughs> my shirt is wrinkled. Dude, shout, shout out to my friend Sam. So this kid that I grew up with decided to like drop everything and backpack through Europe. No so, way. So he, um, so in April, he bought tickets, just a one-way flight to, I think, uh, London. Gets to London and basically went everywhere in Europe in the span of two months. So he just did this. He just came back in July. But for all of May, June, and July, he was in Europe just going through and all his stories every day, he'd be like Spain one day, Amsterdam the next, so Germany. Crazy. Like he literally went and he was doing Airbnbs and hostels. So he did it like the fucking gritty way too. He wasn't staying at like obviously big hotels. Oh, I mean or anything that's like the that. only way I'd be. I yeah. would do it the gritty way. Yeah. So so he was him and like three other kids that um, went to high school with him. But no, yeah, it's it's a if you're gonna do it, I feel like do it you, while we're young. You, you got to do it now. Yeah. Or you basically, there's going to be a time where you won't have that opportunity and you got to do it like retirement. Like those are kind of the two bubbles you can actually make that type of trip. Yeah, that's what I keep thinking in my head is like some people, dude, out of college, not even just out of college, like they're already getting married. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's like they're having kids. Yeah. And yeah, that's great. But you're not realizing like... Now you have kids. They're not going. I, I, so I was talking to a friend about this. Before you. I was talking yeah. to a friend about this the other day. It, and it brings up a broader issue between having kids. It's like guys who settle down like really early. And it's like uh, there's, a, there's a blockage of your perception of reality. Like yeah. at 23 and like if you, think about, if you think about, especially guys who've been in relationships a long time, like this woman's everything to you. And then, like, but, like, it blocks your perception of reality. Like, as guys, like, we can literally, like, it's reasonable to be dating, like, well in your 30s. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But but you're you're 24, but, like, this is all you've ever known. And it, it's the same thing, like, in high school, when you when you, when you you were, like, in your senior year of high school, high, like, it was, like, your entire life. Like, that bubble was your entire life. Literally. Yeah. Your entire, like, encompassing life. You had no perception of reality outside of, like, 
this little area. Yeah. And then you leave, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh my god, there's like a whole new like there's a whole world. And then in college, if you go to college for four years or five years, it becomes another just broader bubble. And then now you come here and you realize you can do whatever you want. But like even then, you kind of keep people kind of keep themselves in this bubble. And if this bubble breaks, they don't know what to do. And so like guys just get like settle down or like make just poor decisions early because they just like can't perceive the fact that like their life 10 years from now could be completely different and they could be completely okay. Instead of running their own life, they have some concept that runs their life and then it's just that. Mm -hmm. So when you have kids too early, this is my opinion, when you have it too early, then your life is centralized around them till you die. Because you... And I think biologically too, right? Like you build a connection regardless of whether you wanted to have the kid or not. Like the kid gets born and like you build, you are, you have a connection. To the oh, child, yeah. Right? oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. That's, like, that's you. It, that's literally you. And whether you like have the time or like the capacity to take care of them, like you, you, you love go, this person now. You go yeah. through a different <laughs> mental process. You're like, oh my God, this is my offspring. This is... Some this is. I the, think I do think the it is. Thing I, do, I, I cherish think it is, about it, the most in my life. It's the coolest. Of course, thing. you're gonna focus on loving them and giving everything they need, so they can be successful or make you proud in whichever way that is. I mean, dude, I don't know. I had a kid, twenty three. I'm just like, I just hope you're like, you know, <laughs> enrolled in school at three and like figure it out. From there. Yeah, I wouldn't even know how to act if I had a kid right now. Yeah, like, yeah I'm yeah, still. Then, like, yeah, that's the other thing too is. Being mature enough, not, not even mature enough, just all right, equipped enough. Right now. Yeah. It's like your whole life has to go on pause, essentially, for the next, like, 20 years. I do, I do think, though, there are, like, super successful people that do have, like, kids. And mind you, a lot of those kids are, like, screwed up. But, like, there are successful families out there that, like, those parents worked a lot. Yeah. And their kids turned out okay. Yeah. You know? But yeah, yeah, no, crazy. We got football in thirty minutes. Seven hours of commercial. commercial <laughs> what is everyone's Are you best guys... bet? Okay, oh, the week. My best bet is the Saints. I had the Saints at three. Uh, second best bet is Jacksonville. I like Jacksonville a lot. Um, I have a lot of other plays, but those are my two favorites of the week. Who are the Chiefs playing? <laughs> they, uh, they already played. Chiefs already played. Then they, they won. So. They won. Oh, wait. Great pick. Great pick. Great pick. Great pick. <laughs> Chiefs won it. Chiefs won it. I'm riding with my boy Mitch. I'm riding with the Steelers. Uh-huh. Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. Steelers money lines. my play of the week. Patriots have, haven't gone 0-2 since 2001, but we're going to change that today. Mitch Trubisky is going to take the steel curtain to the promised land. There we I go. Like it. I like it. And then uh, I'm going to do the over in the uh, Packers-Bears game. I think the Packers fucking you think, maul. You think, you think the Packers score 35? Yeah, I, I think the Packers score 35, yeah. the Bears score like 10, and boom, yeah. it hits. Yeah. Classic. Um, Classic Bears score. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I just look at that on paper, and I'm like, I think the Packers might just kill them. Boy, that. I don't know. <laughs> Rodgers off a of bad week. I mean, we could get surprised. Bad, bad. We week. could, man. It's the worst offense he's played within a minute. 
Like you, he, his guys are. St- he's got no one to throw to. Sammy Watkins is his number one receiver. Dude, oh, that guy's still in the That's league. That's what, what I want to talk about. Is what do you think about Aaron Rodgers now without Devontae? Does that influence how the team goes? That one player. I think they had a bad game, and his his rookie guys. Yeah. Those guys, those kids are good. They just they dropped a lot of passes. I and mean, he's, dude, he's that... not a leader. He's not a leader. Look no. at his face. Like he didn't give a fuck. It's like, it's like they suck. Yeah. Like he, he's not a good leader. I don't think Rodgers had his fully in it either. It was after he did like, those hearing him on... Alex, bro. It's a job. <laughs> yeah. It's a job for him. Yeah. Aaron's abusing the perks. Yeah. Dude, like, <laughs> I'm hearing him talk about how, like, he took acid or shrooms or whatever, and it, like, changed his perception of life. Now, dude, Rogers is a freaking hippie. He went from being <laughs> yeah. the State Farm discount double-check guy to just the guy who pops shrooms every day. Yeah. He, and, like, I don't know. He's he, the type who's, like, too... He's, like, too into it, where he's, like, Zen and everything is yeah. like perfect, and it's all mind about- you, dude. This guy's been like his whole family hates him, and the thing yeah. is, he's Aaron Rodgers. Like to a certain degree, you gotta really hate somebody that's that successful. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like they really must suck as a person to be that successful, and your family still hates you and doesn't want you to come to parties. I wonder what he's like behind closed doors. I heard, he, I heard he's a dick. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. I, no, I, but he is a god in Wisconsin. Drive through Wisconsin, sick. and you will not go five minutes without seeing Aaron Rodgers on a billboard. Yep. Yeah, with the good old caption. He, he's the prodigal that son. That man owns that state. Yeah, he yeah. owns Chicago and he owns. You know, you can state be a shareholder in the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, you, my my buddy Noah, he bought a, a share he when we were in eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for like I don't know, fifty bucks. It's crazy. It's like maybe it's more because it's five hundred dollars right now. Oh my god! Maybe ten x this investment. Yeah. that's that's crazy, man. Okay. Football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, football. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. But um, big shout out to Jordan Brogan and Mike Hart for dropping on the pod today. Um, yeah, appreciate you guys for being on. Anything you want to plug? Uh, plug pirate. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Shout out to the boys, man. Yeah. Shout out to the boys. It's a pleasure being here. You know, just kicking it. Every day's a new day with them. But at the same time, we don't lose our time. We always stay on the same pace. So. Absolutely. Man, episode 47 of the Shiv and Eddie Show. Shetty Show. Follow us on the IG, TikTok, S-H-E-D-D-Y, S-H-O-W. You know the vibe. Shiv, any final thoughts, baby? I love you all. Win some money this weekend.